Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Oh, shit, I don't remember none of this. <laughs> somewhere in the fourth galaxy. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Okay, let's start. All right. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hey, now. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? All right. This is episode 259. Enough is enough. Yes. That's Thank right. God. This is the, the episode I've been waiting for. Yes. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> been waiting for enough is enough. You know, I've been waiting for even more than that. What? The raw. The goblin raw? Yes. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, did I say raw? I was that's right, I did. Sorry. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Alright, let's catch up with everyone's week. Who wants to go first? Not me. I can go first. I did stuff. Yes, All I right. want to hear about this. So much to Everyone's surprise. I finished the Oxy Five last week. All right, nice. I don't, I don't know why everyone's surprised, but they seem to be. Mm. Yeah. Once I start, I can. You hear that, one, Steve like Shaw? A day or two. You owe me five. You owe me my. You owe me my money. <laughs> I told you, my man, Andy will come through before you get yours. Oh, yeah, I may not start. You know, it may take me a long time to start building a heli, but when I start, I can finish it in a couple evenings. Nice. So, you Andy, know, when, so. Did, when did you get this model? I forget. I don't know. Last summer. Okay. Last fall. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember when. I, when did I get it? I think Back I in the summer, I think. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. I finished up the build. I, I think I had started on it when we recorded last week. Finishes up on probably Thursday. Took my time. Kind of. Did it slow, but it uh, went together really easy. Not a pretty nice little build. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, not uh, a lot of parts, right? No, not really. Very simple build. Uh, and then I simmed on Friday with the guys for a few minutes, and then I did the setup on the Oxy. Oh, right. So I got it ready to go. I was planning to maiden it Saturday morning, but it was cold and super windy here. All day Saturday, like 33 degrees and wind was blowing between 10 and 18 miles an hour. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Screw that shit. (laughs) So I did go out Sunday afternoon and put a couple flights on it. Uh, I discovered that one of my LiPo batteries was bad. A 5,000 success that I had. I thought. You know, this would be good. I got two batteries, so I can, mm-hmm. you know, charge two, fly two, charge two, fly two. Put one on the checker, and it's showing five sales. Ah, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> so I got, I got to get rid of this. It's one that had been damaged that I repaired. So I guess it's not surprising that that sale eventually went bad. Mm. So these are old packs anyway. So I did order order another one of those and ordered some stuff from Shannon over at Only Fine Helis, uh, another set of blades and just a few doodads. 
So when I get that back, but right now I'm just flying, fly once and charge the pack, fly again, that kind of okay. deal. Cool. But I've um, been able to get five or six fights over the last two or three days, just nice. in between work and stuff. Nice, yeah. dude. Nice. How'd you set it up? Um, Like the equipment? Yeah. like I've uh, got uh, a... Well, actually, actually has 555 Cyclone blades on it right now, just because Ooh. that's what I had. It was nice. either Cyclones or VTX. 557s mm-hmm. and I decided for the maiden I'd use the cyclones just in case I decided to crash it I didn't want to crash those VTXs yeah or, uh, although yeah. to be honest these cyclones are probably more like unicorn blades so maybe yeah, I but should say they're rare them. yeah <laughs> yep, true. they are uh, so it's set up as a 550 I didn't do the meg stretch or anything okay uh, I've got a X Nova what do I have here 4025, 1120 mm-hmm. KV, lightning motor. Nice. I'll be wing 120. I got the mini expert 3301 MG mini servos. Uh-huh. Got a BK 7006 on the tail. It's on an Icon 2. And I got a Gen Z's pack in it right now. Nice. Uh, it's pretty pretty lightweight, actually, and like I've I've actually never owned a 550, so I wasn't really sure what to compare it to. So I went to figuring up the disc loading a few minutes ago. Okay. I measured the the um you know the head width, and then the blades and and the weight. Mine comes in at seven point three one pounds. And it has a disc loading of 7.85 ounces per square foot. I was like, okay, okay well, that tells me absolutely nothing. Yeah, what does so that compare to? <laughs> I, I went and measured the, uh, I know the XL Power weighs 11.6 pounds with the canopy. So I went and measured the head on it and mm-hmm. the blades. It comes in at 8.51 ounces per square foot. So this... 550 Oxy has less disc loading than the XL Power, and it's already probably one of my lightest helis. Um, oh, interesting. So it's lighter yeah, so with it's, less disc loading. It, it's lighter, lighter per the disc, so the disc loading is less. Right. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so it flies it's lighter, lighter. Disc loading because it's lighter. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. right. The disc is smaller, but it weighs less, so. Mm-hmm. Wait, so your XL weighs what? Did you say eleven? Eleven point six with the canopy, eleven point three without. And then your oxy is what? Seven point. Wow, that's a big difference in the same 3. size. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big difference in the same class heli size. No, it's not the same class. It's the XL's a seven hundred. Oh, you're talking about the seven hundred? Okay, I thought you were yeah, talking yeah. about the five fifty XL. No, 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 I was no, like, no. wow. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> no. <a> lot. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't have one of those. It's probably lighter actually than this one. But when you look at this Oxy Five, it it's basically a six hundred. Uh-huh. You know, it, it's a big 550. A big, the canopy's huge. You're like, it's a big. You know, the yeah. the XL 550 is a small 550 because it's like a big 500 or True. 520. 520, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So anyway, all that to say when I was flying it, I was like, holy shit, this thing is way faster than I was expecting. And, you know, I don't know what I was expecting because really I've only flown 700s for like two years. Uh-huh. I had the 516 and I don't remember it being this fast, to be honest. I mean, it should have been at least as fast or faster, but I don't, maybe I just forgot. But when you like move the collective stick, this thing hauls ass. Like it's gone. Right. It takes no effort to get going like super fast speed run across the sky. I was very surprised. Nice. Um, I actually ended up lowering my rates a little bit on the, the flip and roll just to get a little more closer to some of the 700s. It's still faster, but mm-hmm. just just the fact the way it you know, goes from a standstill to hauling ass is pretty impressive. Like It just it moves quick. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. And, but like I said, this is my first 550. I mean, I've flown a couple other people's, but I've never actually owned this size. Uh-huh. So maybe that's just what it is. Uh, I have it set up right now on head speeds of 1950, 2050, and 22. And that 2050 actually feels really nice for my normal kind of smooth, slow stuff. Uh-huh. And after I kind of got used to it, the 1950 is not bad either. Oh, nice. When I first started, I was like, yeah, this doesn't, this feels weird. It's too slow. But when right. I kind of got used to it, got a little more, you know, every flight I get a little more used to the, um, you know, the way it's set up and stuff. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is not bad. I mean, I can do, I can deal with this. And, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the gearing and stuff. I have it at with that getting right now I'm doing like four minute flights, but I'm landing with about 30%, 35% still in the battery. So I'm pretty confident I can get four and a half minutes. Uh-huh. That's on a single success 5,000 and an old pack as well. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I think I get, whew, I want to say I get four to five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I think four and a half, maybe five at, some of the lower head speeds. I did a flight this evening that was mostly 2050 and mostly in the collective, like a lot, just zipping around wide open. Okay. And at four minutes, I landed with about 30% left. Oh, wow. So I think I can get four and a half minutes of a fairly aggressive flight, mm-hmm. probably five minutes of just tooling around. We'll, we'll see. I always kind of go on the low end till I get a few flights and get a feel for it. Cause I don't mm-hmm. want to over discharge the packs. Yeah. Motor was cold. ESC was cold. Battery was warm, not hot, but warm. Yeah. Which is kind of what I expected. Five fifties are kind of tough on success. Yep. I mean, success packs, you know, yep. do you have telemetry on that? Andy, can you tell what you're, yeah, of pulling? course. What kind of, uh, yes, I haven't looked at it. Oh, okay. To be honest. But yes, it's all logged in my jetty. I could pull it up and tell you the exact amps and the voltage sag and all that good stuff. For some reason, I just haven't thought to look at it. I'm curious what your max amperage draw was for like a flight. Yeah, I need to look. I don't know what it is. I thought you had a, a 5-something, five a 5.16 or something. Yeah, I had the 5.16. Oh, okay. 
energy, but it's been a long time since I've flown it because I, I sold it what, last year and I, it was probably a year before that when I really flew it. Like I said, it should have been as fast or faster than this, but maybe I've just forgotten because I've mostly been flying like the gasser and, and 700s and stuff and really haven't flown a whole lot this last year anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. It surprised me. A um, few notes about it. I'm really impressed with these Lynx servo horns they send with this kit. Really nice servo horns. Nice. Yeah, they're they're good heavy duty. They they remind me of the SAB. They're yeah. maybe not hardly as thick, but they're like half the price. So nice. They're pretty nice. Yeah. And they're um, plastic, like reinforced yeah, they're plastic. that like composite plastic. Yeah, nice. Good SAB stuff. and the Mikado. Yeah, nice. they're good. I mean, they're they're fairly heavy duty. You know. Yeah. Plenty I mean, enough. I think, those, for are, five I think those are the best ones. I don't like the aluminum ones or metal ones. No, no, I don't like those either. Yeah. Um, unless they're the bendable kind, then they're okay. Yeah. But still, the I just soon have the plastic. They're plenty strong enough, and then they break and save your gears. Yep. Uh, the canopy goes on and off really nicely. The canopy f- actually fits really good, which is which is nice. Awesome. Yeah. I've had a couple helis that you know you gotta kind of stretch and finagle to get the the mm-hmm. um the mounts, you know, to lock in and stuff. It's like yeah. they, I guess they want it to fit tight, but I'm like, why didn't you drill the holes a quarter inch back? Give me a little extra room. This one fits really good. Like I've got the battery kind of forward and it, it plenty of room in there, plenty of room for the wires, just the nice. two keychain clips that hold it on. So I'm really happy with the way the canopy fits. The, the battery tray, I'm not as impressed with. Um, this wouldn't be, well, I guess it would be worth more of an issue. Do you, Kevin, do you run a strap through the frame and around your battery that you take on and off, or do you just have it hooked to the tray? I just have it hooked to the tray, but what I do is I take that 3M tape and I stick it to the tray first, and then I All think right. I wrap it. Pretty sure I did. Yeah, I, I had to have done that on this one. I have two of them. Okay, I, so I you're like the wrapping something around the tray, plus sticking it to the yeah to the tray yeah. itself. So like, yeah, I guess I could do that. I just use Velcro because yeah. I move batteries between helis and stuff. And w- there, there's the only place to put straps is at the very front of the tray. So with this 6S, I was able to get it to CG. I have one strap at the very front of the battery, and then another strap like two and a half inches behind that. So, which ends up being about the middle of the pack. Okay. So there's a good bit of pack hanging behind the strap. and No good way to strap it to the tray other than maybe heat shrink or electrical tape or something like that. Cause I don't think a Velcro strap would go around there and allow it to lock in. Now that said, they do put, um, holes in the frame that are made for the battery straps. So I've been, I ran a strap through the frame and then goes around the battery and that, you know, locks that supports it well, but you got to take loosen that strap every time you want to pull the tray in and out. Yeah. Now where's your battery sitting on the tray? Like mine is far forward. Yeah. Mine is right at the front of the handle. Like 
where that opening in the handle is, yeah, my battery starts right there. About a quarter inch behind that, actually. Oh, so, yeah. Pretty close. In the same spot, roughly. But with, with just the, I'm looking at it now, with just the, the two straps in the front, there's a lot of give in the battery in the tray, like it's flexing. So I feel like you really need to run that strap through the frame and around the battery, around the tray. I mean, it's a kind of a good safety anyway. I just don't like to have to take a strap on and off every time. Yeah, I think the primary the way it's holding, the battery's holding to the tray is that, that 3M tape. But uh, yeah, like I said, Velcro should be the same thing. I'm trying to look at any picture I have. I'll have to show you guys a little. Now, see, I, I'm looking at a picture like a that I have. Dude, I have it. I have two straps on it, and one's pretty close to the back, maybe an inch okay. from the back. Okay. Well, I was thinking that would interfere with sliding it in and out because the tray fits so close up to the frame, but I guess I could try one there. If I had that, I think it would be okay. Here, I'll, I'll send it to you. But anyway, and I remember you talking about feeling like the the latch was on the wrong side. I agree with you. Yeah. I'm right-handed. I would like to be able to grab the tray with the right hand and pull the latch with the left hand. Yeah. Yep. But since the latch is on the left side of the heli, if you're standing in front of it, then you have to pull the latch with your right hand, pull the tray with your left. So it's a, a little bit awkward. I mean, it's not really a big deal, but. Well, the latch is like um, on the driver's side of the helicopter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Left side. Yep. Um, I ended up mounting the fly barless unit under the boom on the, the boom clamp. I'm not a huge fan of that because every time you loosen the, the clamp to pull the boom in or out or adjust it, you know, you're, yeah, you're moving where your, your gyro tape is mounted. All right, yeah. Uh -huh. So I, it would have been nice if it had a little bit, little tray or something there to mount it on instead. It, I could put it on top, but it didn't really fit that well. Like I said, I was using the icon, and it won't fit between the the frame and the back, so you would have to slide it forward, and then you'd have a big mess of wires there. And I just didn't didn't think it would be good. And I kind of thought the wiring was going to be difficult, but as soon as I decided to put the Flybarless unit under the boom. The wiring worked out fantastic. It was super easy. Like I wired it quicker than maybe any heli I've done. Just run the run the wires, you know, it, and they have places for zip ties. Yeah, stuck them under there. All the wires are up up in like underneath there. You can't see them, so it looks really clean. And then I put the receiver up on top. Nice. So. Yeah, it worked out really well. The wiring was much easier than I anticipated. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my wiring came out halfway decent. And like you said, there's plenty of room to, yeah. uh, to run the wiring. Yeah, I was impressed. Like I was when I was looking at it, I was like, this thing is tight. There's nowhere to put like to hide the wires really inside it. But then after like I said, after I decided to put the fly barless on the bottom, it's like, oh shit, I just run them under here and they're like tucked up in that little, there's a little area, you know, between the belt and the bottom of the frame. The wires are in there and they're all secured and easy peasy. Yeah. Should be easy to, you know, cut a few zip ties and, and repair stuff or whatever if I have to take them out. 
Um, one thing that I haven't done yet, and I because I can't find a good spot to put it, is I haven't put any kind of backup system on yet. That's so you, funny you mentioned that. Yeah. Are you running anything on yours? No. And I brought it into the garage this weekend to, to look at that. And I haven't, yeah. I haven't done it yet. The I've got the R2, you know, buffer units. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have the and same one. And I have the larger will, one. Yeah, that's what I have. And it will fit kind of down on the bottom where the landing gear is mounted or on one of those back, um, the lower frame that goes from the back landing gear right. up to the upper frame. Uh-huh. It'll fit there, but it kind of sticks out. It doesn't look very good. So I, I've been trying to figure out a good spot to put it, and there doesn't appear to be – there's just no room, really. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering if, if you'd come up with a good solution for that. I mean, I can stick it just on the bottom there. It just kind of looks – doesn't look good. I was thinking about putting it in a vise and getting it, you know, squeezing nice it. And flat. Nice and nice. flat. Nice and flat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> Let's see. See how that goes. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I could probably put a big piece of heat shrink around that entire thing, shrink it down just so it would be black and it would blend in a little better. Mm. That wouldn't be hard to do. Or paint it black. Paint it black. Paint it black. But so far I'm impressed. I mean, the tail holds really well, even at those low head speeds. Um, uh, you know, I, I've tuned some. It probably needs a little bit of tweaking here and there. I usually don't like to do worry about the tail stuff too much till it kind of gets broken. I, I feel like you can literally chase your tail if you start screwing with it on like when it's fresh. I, I find that the as soon as like the mechanics kind of wear in after five or six flights, everything kind of smooths out anyway, and. It's I mean, it's really not bad. I had a little bit of a wag on the first flight. I brought it back inside, and I actually sized those ball links that I was telling you about last week that right. were kind of snug. I sized all them, and it's, it's pretty damn smooth now. Nice. And it's it's 95%. Like, I might tweak a few gains or something, but flies pretty damn good without just stock settings. So I'm happy with it. Awesome, man. Yeah, I freaking learned to love mine, man. Yeah. Like and it wasn't it wasn't hard. Wasn't wasn't that long. Yeah. I like that boom. I like the big square boom. It's nice. And I really like I haven't really thought about it a lot lately. My old Protos had the servo mounted on the boom. And now this one is mounted on the boom with the clamps. I actually love that. I love that you can just make your rod and then uh-huh. if you, when you adju- need to adjust your tail or, or yep. anything or servo. you just move the servo. Yeah. Plus you, you never have to adjust it. Like if you change your belt tension or yep. any of that stuff. So right. I really like having the servo mounted on the boom. Like I don't see any reason not to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's been an oxy staple since the yeah. beginning. Yep. Yeah, the Protos was like that, and I really didn't never really thought about it. I was like, yeah, this is nice. I just moved the servo, and I don't have to worry about it tension and tail. But then every heli I've had since that, it was mounted like somewhere on the frame. So if you pull the boom back to tension the tail, well, then you got to adjust your endpoints. 
and stuff. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, which is not a big deal. I mean, I'm nitpicking, oh. but yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I think I'm going to enjoy it. Nice. Still awesome. Get used to it. You know. Yeah, um, you'll definitely have to mate, uh, do a video of the flight. You know, you know, the planker's not going to believe it. A video. Why? So everybody <laughs> can go to sleep. <laughs> Watch it when they go to bed. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. Like I said, I've done quite a bit of stuff. Bought stuff, built stuff, maiden stuff, flew stuff. Jeez. Yeah. Had a busy week. You did. Yeah. Awesome. So who else has done something cool? Uh, I did something cool. Nice. nice. Do you want me to go next? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think go it's cool. It. The rest of the audience it's might good enough not, for me. They might they might not think it's cool, but that never stopped me. Tell us what it is. I'll decide if it's cool. Or okay. Not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> so uh yeah, like you, Andy, I simmed on Friday and it was a Steve free sim night. You're welcome. There were no Steves at all. There wasn't a You're Steve welcome. from Florida. There wasn't a Steve from Jersey. <laughs> but that sucked because I, I like when, when those guys are there because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I remember hearing you doing some wrenches. I was on a uh, I was on a gin and tonic uh, fix. Man, I was just <laughs> I was into the gin for some reason. Wanted to have a few of those. Nice. And damn it, I deserved it. So I had some, and uh, th- this weekend I got a uh, some news that we actually had Monday off, which was awesome. So I had a three day weekend, which was really cool. But oh, uh, boy. the weather was shit, which um, which led to not I w- did not fly at all. Um, mm. but uh, I worked on R two D two man quite a bit, and this is um, he's getting into the stage where I'm actually. You know, it's not sanding and painting and shit like that. I'm actually, I like trying to figure out how stuff's programmed and, uh, it's a challenge at times. But, uh, so the, I went into a little bit of detail over the last couple of shows about how it's done. And there's a, there's an Arduino based controller that's in the dome and there's an Arduino mega that's running the whole thing in the body and they talk to each other, obviously. And, uh, the buttons that I push, I have two of those little PS controllers. They're a little like Wii, uh, handheld wand things. They're from the PlayStation three days. And, uh, those things are, are pretty cool. I like it because it's not like you're holding the Xbox controller, you know? So if I'm like out somewhere, uh-huh. I, can have, I can have them in my pocket or whatever. Um, but I didn't like the way the buttons were mapped. They were kind of like all over the place. Uh, he's got like a bunch of waves that he does with the dome panels and i wanted them on like one combination like hit the cross on one and and just arrow buttons on the other one to do all the different wave things and then he's got like music he plays and and they were all kind of all over the place so i tried to combine them into somewhat of a order that i could remember you know you can turn the volume up and down and and there's certain settings like that that you can do from the start so i kind of it was it was interesting trying to reverse engineer this I had a monitor going, a serial monitor on the Arduino Mega running, and I was hitting the buttons, and I could see what it was out, what what it was putting out. Uh, I had to make some changes to the code. Uh, it was just a lot of fun, and I uh, I got it to where I I you know mapped them all out to where I had what I wanted where I wanted it, and took a little trial and error, but it was it was pretty cool. But uh, like I said, now he's now that he's together like this, 
in order for me to program some of these things or change like some param- parameters that are into the into the boards that are in the dome, I have to take the dome completely apart and uh, like off the body and turn it upside down and give power somewhere else. So what I did was I designed and uh, printed a programming port under one of the panels, one of the larger panels, which I think I sent you guys a picture of. And that was pretty cool because I was able to take all of the files for the dome into my 3D software, put them all together, and, you know, the way he cut them up, they're still in the same orientation, which was extremely helpful. And then I could use that as like a, as a, as a positive or, you know, something that I could cut away from what I wanted to design and kind of just cut everything away, almost like clay where you're, you know, you're minusing everything. Uh And I was, I was surprised at how well it came out. And the the first print I did came out so well that I just used it. I I glued two pieces together, man. And, Nice. You know, stuck it in there, and you know it's kind of like you 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 know you're trying to think ahead to what you might have. Uh, it was two switches. I figured I had to kill power to the boards themselves coming from anywhere else because a lot of times when you do this, you don't want to backfeed power to uh, the rest of the stuff, which you'll do if you plug your USB into the Arduino that the main Arduino. If you don't kill power going uh-huh. back. But I wound up not needing to do that because the board itself, the programming board, has a supply power or not supply power switch on it, which I found kind of like later in the day when I was having some issues. But now I can program them, like make some changes, don't have to take them all apart. I want to run some more, you know, ports here and there, one for the main Arduino in the back, like maybe behind one of the other panels that open up. It's just been it's been really cool. And I, I kind of had another issue where uh you know there's a third board that you can attach and it works off another serial port and i I had no luck getting that together i don't know if the serial port uh on the arduino is actually putting out any data i have to do some research on that like how do you see the data coming out on that there's only really one way to do it that i can think of you can you know plug another another arduino into it and read what's coming out with that one i i could i'm but what I'm getting at is um, there's there's more ways to do what I want to do uh, by using that. I'm I'm guessing that 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 serial output was fine, and I was just uh, having issues with the board that I made because I soldered it all up and everything like that. And it doesn't cost much at all. But what I wound up ordering was a, a Polo Maestro, and this is uh, a board that can handle 12 servos. Uh, probably the whole body can be run on one board. And what's really cool about these oh. Maestro boards is uh, a lot of the servo speed, direction, and um, scripts or, or sequences can be programmed through Windows. So, like, if you want a, a door to open, a thing to pop out, and, a, you know, a little pincher to go up and down or whatever, uh, that's three servos. You can you can program that sequence in and, and just tell it to do it. Mm-hmm. So I did some more research on, like, how does the Arduino talk to that? And it's it's been a really cool project. Like I said last week, it's like learning another language, but uh, it's definitely, it's definitely, you know, I don't know, nerd out on some of the shit, you know, and definitely what it is. But it's it's been cool, and I, I, it's getting more, you know, now that I mapped all the buttons to where I wanted, it's getting to a point where I can drive them around pretty cool, and you know, you're getting your combinations together to mm-hmm. make them actually do shit. But awesome. uh, can't wait to take them to 
my my nephews to see him, mm-hmm. you know, react to it. it. Should be a lot of fun. And and in yeah. doing some research, you guys won't believe this, but you can you can search this on YouTube. Uh, in doing my research, I came across a guy, and dude, you think dude? They, I don't know what to say about uh, about shit like this. Like you know, the internet's there, and and it brings out the best and the worst of us, and. Oh. This, and there's some people that have a shit ton of time on their hands, and there's some people that are slightly insane, and this might be one of them because what I came across was a guy who built an entire R2, you know, full size, um, at a Lego, or he oh, made he, he made a wooden frame, and then coated it kind of with Lego, but actually uh, took Lego pieces and did the programming for like what will go where, and it's like a full size R2 standing next to the the other ones. It's it's in the same dimensions. It's amazing. And the reaction he gets from kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, as he's driving around, it's it's unbelievable. And I, I don't, don't know, believe it. Wow. I don't know how long <laughs> something like that would have took, man. <laughs> but it is Jeez. freaking crazy. He probably does dude. it for a living. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. You think that would have took any longer than it took you to print this and do it? Well, that's a good probably, question. Probably not. I don't know. I mean, if you have to figure out where each piece goes to make the shape. And then he's got, like, tons of bins of Lego, like, making this thing and going through plans. So he had yeah. to figure it out yeah. first then order all this Lego. And, I mean, dude, when it gets down to it, I probably spent... 600 bucks in in filament maybe a little bit more six to eight hundred dollars in filament to make this guy over a year um uh-huh. what's yeah. the lego millennium, ain't cheap lego millennium falcon <laughs> yeah. is 300 dollars on its own i mean this guy i don't know yeah. well Jeez. okay so put it this way you have probably more time in it but most of your time the printers run you can go do something else right yeah that yeah. dude had to sit there the entire Figure every minute out, put, put it stuff together, together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so that's a different way to look at it. Yeah. And he, you know, and I did have a few problems where, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know how it got like this, but the servos all became reversed after I was messing with the Arduino. But luckily enough, this guy had programmed two different versions of the servo placement in the dome. So I just had to download oh, the okay. other, yeah, the other version and, uh, didn't have to really crack into his. You know, his code base, his, yeah. his, yeah, his heavy code, because he's got a lot of libraries in this one, like code. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I didn't start messing with that yet. That, that, when I, when I start messing with that, um, it's, it's to, gonna be to program like custom stuff like that. I wanna have like this panel open for whatever, you know, or quicker things, or I don't even know if I'm gonna get to that point. Probably, probably not. Uh, I want to see how it all works together once I get the other board running in the body, you know. So if you do the scream or whatever, every all the panels open up, you know, that kind of stuff. We'll see how how it goes. But it's come along really good, man. I'm I'm really having a lot of fun. Uh, sometimes pulling my hair out, but you know, it kind of gives you that whole like rounded experience. You know, you gotta you gotta mess with programming, you gotta mess with soldering. There's a lot of soldering. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. and then it's then it's just down to your imagination. Like, what do you want it to do? You know, yeah. I got to work out vodka dispenser or something. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I don't know. I was thinking about something I could give kids, like wrapped candy or something. I don't know. Have it have it come out or some shit. I don't know. A lot of guys do she- do like cards. 
they'll dispense cards and stuff. Uh-huh. And you shoot pears. Yeah, shoot oh, pears. Shoot, shoot them right in the eye with it. Yep. I want to do the fire extinguisher. <laughs> That's the next thing I want to, like, try and mm. do. Oh, which, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> which is just the upside down, you know, uh, mm-hmm. air cleaner. Yeah, that'll, that'll yeah. be really cool. Nice. <laughs> but that's dude that's all i've been doing i wish i could go, I could have gotten out and flown but it was freaking cold and nasty and windy all weekend yeah so who's next what'd you do steve um i did fly on saturday nice I went to, yeah i went to rcho again um brought hunter and chloe down there so oh, wow yeah um hunter wanted to hang out with uh justin's kid again jc so nice. kind of made a day of it you know so they came down. Um, yeah, did some flying. It was good. The weather wasn't great. It was, you know, it was a little bit chilly and it was pretty consistently windy, but made the best out of it either way. Uh, I did order a couple of things and I actually got it really quickly, which was quite surprising. But um, from Amy and I ordered uh, a Neo case because I, I found a Neo. Like I think I mentioned in the last episode, I found a Neo in, in my plane. The, uh, yeah. Seventy-inch uh, extreme flight mm-hmm. plane. So I took that out. And I was like, "Oh, you know, none of the tabs are broken, but I'm gonna put it in a Lynx case, anyways." So I ordered a Lynx case and got that in. And I think right before the show, I put it together. I forgot how good the Lynx case is. Um, you know, I was reading some posts on Facebook today, and you know, people were talking about the uh, Mikado one, and he was like, "Is this normal?" And he's like shaking. The whole yeah. board inside the metal saw that. case. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm thinking like I don't remember my cases ever being like that. And then I was like, oh, well, I got this Lynx one, put it together, and you know because of that little, t- you know, 3D printed TPU little spacer in there, like it's tight. You know, to put the screws on and everything, like everything feels really tight. I I'm, I was thinking about it, I was like I don't even need Loctite on these screws because there's so much pressure on the screws from the case from that little rubber thing inside that I'm like, I don't need it. And yeah, sure enough, like this Neil does not move inside here at all. I think you have so. to realize that if you're asking the question, is this normal? Nine times out of 10, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. If you ask, it's not normal. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but beyond that, there's a guy selling like this little fuel jug adapter thing. It, it, it basically mounts to the top of a, a gallon fuel tank. And, you know, it has like, it has two, I don't know what it's, it's aluminum and it has like two ports, basically one for fuel line and one for a vent. And it's kind of the same thing I have on my 30% fuel tank. Okay. And, you know, I saw this online. A guy was selling for 10 bucks, like says helipros.com on it. It's old school. And I was like, you know what? I want it. I want it as a spare because I've been always forgetting my mm-hmm. nitro tank at home. And, like, I have a spare hand crank pump in my um, battery bag. So I was like, oh, I got extra fuel line in there, too. I'm like, you know what? All I need is an adapter cap, and I can actually, um, you know, any gallon I have or quart, whatever, that can fit this cap, I can just kind of throw this on there and forget my my normal jug. Because um, I do always carry a quart of 30% with me now. Nice. Um, ever since I, I got it, I've always left it in there. So yeah, mm-hmm. I was just getting ready to ask you. You got a truck now. Why don't you just put a gallon, and leave it in there? I mean, I could. 
I always end up cleaning out my bed to like, you know, recently bought a 70 inch TV and we had to carry it. So I took everything out. Um, so I don't really have room that like, I mean, I guess I could put it like under the seat inside the cab. There's some storage under there. But yeah, I never really thought about carrying an extra jug just with me, you know? I was more thinking just your fuel jug. Just leave it in there. Don't take it out. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like leaving things like that in a car. And I don't know. Maybe it's just like. Ah. I don't know. Every time like the temperature changes, the jug expands and contracts and all this stuff. I don't know. I just felt like, you know, when I come home, I unload everything. Yeah. So. And I'm lazy. I don't like to load and unload stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think once um once I get that trailer set up for the hobby, like oh I'll yeah, that in there all yeah, the time. Then, oh, you'll have, you know? maybe yeah, then you won't be forgetting it. It'll just yeah. be just hook the trailer. Yeah, if I forget that, I'm forgetting everything else, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll so, solve it. Yeah, um, but I got that. Um, came to me like three days or two days. Everything came super quick. So I guess USPS is finally caught up and. Not being um, overrun by the holidays, I guess. Dude, my theory is, I don't know if you want my theory on it. Oh, we do. We <laughs> do you really? Do, <laughs> yes. Well, uh, remember back in, in November when we had an election? Remember how they were mm-hmm. saying before that that Trump was going to mess with the voting through the through the post office? I think the post office was definitely in cahoots and ready to slow down uh to prove a point and i think they slowed down anyways that's <laughs> they my, slowed down too much that they can ramp back up you're that, saying that's my uh, yeah <laughs> that's my theory the only union that likes republicans is the police union that's it oh. send all your hate mail to kevin at freefallrc.com you know we always say that but there is no kevin just send it to freefallrc.com <laughs> sorry <laughs> nigel Sorry, <laughs> I started again. If you're still listening, <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, beyond that, that's it for me. What about you, Ian? Oh, well, I think I've done quite a bit since uh, the last time I was on. Um, well, I think the last time I was on, I went ahead and you know, I I had just ordered parts for the shuttle, which I finally got those in the other day. It took like two and a half weeks just to get shipped over to my house. Um, I had ordered uh, pieces for the for the shuttle, which is the uh, what is it the the logo four eighty uh, tail rotor assembly. Yeah, yeah I o- ordered a bunch of pieces for that. Uh, got what I ordered installed and everything the box was pretty damn ugly so i imagine it was lost somewhere in the mail system um and then uh ordered some more parts which i got those in today for the for the 470 which i hadn't touched that since probably like a week after council bluffs um piled that thing in i mean i have I had pretty much everything to rebuild it, but I was not expecting to fry a servo. And then uh, the uh, Neo case pretty much was in like three pieces, and I didn't discover that until I got home. So went ahead, uh, put those all in 
uh, today. Um, and on the 17th, uh, uh, was my daughter's birthday. Um, uh, went ahead, did up a, uh, went ahead and got her a, Dude, uh, you're a mean MFR, man. <laughs> Seriously. I saw that unboxing. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I didn't see it. What happened? You got to tell me the story. Well, what I went ahead and did is I got her the, the Blade 70S. Do you want me to describe the unboxing to you? Sure. It is, it's, it's crazy. I saw that he had so, wrapped it with zip ties or something. So, yeah. So, first of all, it was in a really big box. I was like, oh, cool. She starts opening it up. But the, the first thing is there's gift wrap with purple, purple gift wrap with purple duct tape. And that duct tape was not ripping. They would like take all the paper around it, but that cross that went around the box would still stay there until they got a pair of scissors to start cutting that off. So then they end up cutting that off, and she gets in the box, and you know, there's some signs, you know, kind of, it's not this, whatever, open this box. So then there's another package, right? And that one was it, that, that one had the zip ties on it, right? Yeah, it had like these big, thick, uh, yeah, I think they were big, like 32 inch uh, yeah, ties on them. Probably about like half an inch thick zip ties, right? Like, you know, thick cable ties. And they're trying to cut it with the scissors and unable to cut it with scissors. And he's like, here's a pair of like side cutters. And she couldn't even cut it with the side cutters because it was too hard to cut. So he, you know, Ian starts to go jump in there and start cutting it. And sometimes the scissors will cut it, you know, and the side cutters cut it. She opens that, unwraps that. And then, of course, there's more purple gift wrap with duct tape again <laughs> i was like oh my gosh i feel so bad for her how old you know? your daughter uh she just turned nine. Oh. <laughs> for a nine-year-old she had yeah, way more patience cool. than i yeah would oh, ever had she was nine. oh my god on opening it <laughs> yeah i mean she just she just never stopped i mean she cut she cut a couple of the ties and then yeah. i uh and then i just went ahead and stepped in to help so oh it's like, was yeah, like, she was no, super excited. On your birthday, oh. <laughs> you wouldn't. I, I had a couple people text me like, "Oh, you're evil for doing that," and it's like, yeah. "Oh, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, but yeah. Um, so this, she did eventually get it open. Yep, she got it open, and uh, after everybody had left, you know, as far as the party and everything, I went ahead and uh, did a couple flights on it just to kind of figure it out. Um, you know, with my previous, uh, you know, with the micros that I've had, you know, since I first started flying, they got this uh, new uh, feature to it, you know, you know, the safe technology on it and everything. But in order mm-hmm. before you can even take off, I mean, you had to hold the stick all the way over to the bottom right and then mm-hmm. wait for it to stop flashing. And then you can just go ahead and take off, which that was kind of new. But I mean, just just on the, the regular setting, you know, not even going to the higher gains mode. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a rock solid little bird. Um, I tried. Uh, I did a couple flights on it just to kind of try it out, and then I uh, went ahead and passed the controller to Kylie to you know see what she. I mean, because she was on the simulator earlier that uh-huh. day, and it's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll let you get a flight in. And she about put it right through the big screen TV, so it's like, oh, oh. No, more simulator. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean. Um, it, it was great. I mean, I, I will say I do need to work on more of my orientations. I think the worst orientation uh, I 
that I have a lot of trouble with is nose in. I mean, if I'm doing a forward uh-huh. flight, I can do it. But as far as hovering, I get a little wonky and, you know, just I, I have trouble with it. But I did nose in on it and it was perfectly fine. I mean, it wasn't really, you know, wandering off and everything. And of course, you know, I, on the first flight, I went ahead and trimmed it out really good. But I mean, it, it was a great little, you know, chase the dogs around the house kind of bird. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's going to be something that's perfect for her, you know, considering, yeah. you know, how many walls is that helicopter going to bounce off until she learns to fly it? So, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a great little heli. I definitely see it. It has the the curse of fixed pitch helis, though. Like, it doesn't. It flies okay, clockwise, turning the tail, but not counter. Uh, yeah, I did notice that too. <laughs> yeah, it gets it gets a little like doesn't like to turn, <laughs> and it, yeah, don't, don't try to flip it inverted. No, I know, that's know. the hardest part. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, a lot can be said for the fixed pitch tellies too, though, because I, I flew one for at uh-huh. least good, I don't know, I want to say a year, but it was probably it was probably less than that. And I actually yeah. learned forward flight with that pretty good. It was, yeah, it was a challenge. Yeah, uh-huh. it was pretty challenging. Uh I probably wouldn't recommend it, but I mean, if that's all you can get your hands on and, you know, for under, geez, I, I had the whole thing. It was like 60 bucks. I yeah. think I had. How much is the 70S? That's like uh, what? Like a hundred ready to fly? With the 70S? Oh no, it was like, I want to say it was like around 59, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I figured, you know, go ahead and start her on, you know, the 70S versus, you know, the very first one I got was the the CX, uh, the Scout CX, Scout which CX, the yeah. the controls on that were very confusing. I mean, compared to like, you know, moving up to something with more cyclic abilities, more because chance, I mean, yeah, because yeah, I mean, all on the same uh, channel, I mean, there was no aileron. So it's like you you turned it with the rudder and then you gave yeah. it forward collective, uh, in forward uh, cyclic, and it's just really confusing for me. So okay. I figure I go ahead and get her that one and then no, it's, get it's some good. more batteries for the for the one twenty. Mm-hmm. And and you can also get parts for that, which is the other bonus. You know, like yeah. the Chinese one that I had uh, at the time, it wasn't the easiest to get parts for it, and it wasn't really worth getting parts. But I didn't know any better. You know, uh-huh. oh, I mean, we all didn't know any better when we first got started. So, right. I mean, but that's awesome, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it's a lot of fun. I mean, and then you know, I've been getting her on the simulator. Um, it's like last night she was on the simulator and was having a, a lot of problems, and like, kind of staying in the area and learning to hover. So I just went ahead and put on like a where um, she's got control of the cyclic, but as far as collective, you know, it it just stays in one spot so it's just trying to get her to to hover a lot better it's like soon as she like gets she'll hover it like right in the very beginning and then once she starts going she's overcorrecting and then overcorrecting and then overcorrecting so it's like that's a lot of the problems that she's having so it's like yeah we'll just give her some time on that mm-hmm. i mean it allows me more time to go ahead and get more batteries for this thing and then we can like go across the street or to the school gymnasium just let her you know free flight you know yeah, that's great. If if you can fly that sucker indoors, that's that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Gymnasium, so that's perfect for that, man. 
Uh, when I first started off with the hobby, you know, once I got my, uh, my first two micros and then, uh, got the blade 450 3d in the winter time, I would go to, uh, the city hall for the town I lived in. Um, it was built the, uh, they had torn down an old school. They left the gymnasium intact so they can attach city hall to it. So it's like in the winter time, you can go into the gymnasium as you pleased and you know i had permission to go down there and just kind of fly my micros around and stuff you know they just told me it's like you know if anybody shows up time to go and it's like okay so it's like i was able to yeah i was able to get some flights you know get some flights in and everything because it's like me flying out in the cold not happening (laughs) yeah but as far as my weeks go i mean that's pretty much been that's pretty much been my weeks I saw you doing some simulating too, right? Oh yeah, I was on the sim. Um, so you posted a video. Of, was that you, Piro flipping? I'm guessing, right? Oh yeah, um, I've been working on it for like the past uh, week and a half, but I've been working on like half Piros, and it's it's improving. Uh, yeah, it looks good, dude. Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's like it's. I'm not really confident enough to try it on the on my actual machines, but it's like, I don't know. It, it, it's a very big start. Cause I've tried them before and they were just always ugly, but now this time it just really seems to be improving. Nice. You're doing the right thing. You, you, you can't hover nose in, but you're doing pyro flips. That's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> the right. way Everybody learns. Uh, that's how I learn. <laughs> <It's> yeah. <me laughs> too. yeah. But your pyro flips looked a lot better than mine. You're learning the right way. I'm just, started throwing it around and mine sometimes look like shit well it's like my thing was it's like i don't know when you're like learning orientations and everything it's it's hard to keep your concentration and like the patience and you know just to you know keep doing that and then just i wander off and you know just start horse assing around on the simulator yeah and uh i think while we were on discord and everything i had the lobby open and it's like you know i'm just gonna let me see if i can do this and that's just been progressing. Yeah, I always say that my thumbs wanted to do something else. Exactly. Other than that, that's about it for me. Cool. All right. Enough is enough. Let's go into the main topic. All right. Yeah. Andy, enough is well, enough. I, I know. Does that mean you're tired of me? No, I meant I'm I'm leaving. Enough is enough. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> You're fired. I'm a fixture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are we talking about, huh? When is enough enough? Well, enough is enough. I guess what we mean by this is when you've had uh, a model, it could be a plane or helicopter or quad, and uh-huh. you're flying it, it's... We, we kind of talked about earlier before the show about whether it's, you know, you just being fed up with it or if it's actually, you know, the model is, is yes. not something you should be flying because yes. uh, it's just not a good good model in general or just, you know, yeah. uh, it's failing on well, you. Well, I mean, it could, it, be, could, it could be, yeah. It could be a perfect model and just you've had extremely bad luck with it, you know? Yeah, I think also it could be like... It doesn't have to be the model. It could just be you, right? Like, right. one of the examples I want to say is, like, pretty much any FPV quad I've ever bought. 
um, they always <laughs> tend to fall out of the air for some reason. And it's not, you know, like, yeah, maybe it could be because I crashed, but usually it's like, I don't know, something just wigs out on it, and the next thing I know, it's flying to the ground, you know, it's, it's falling to the ground. So I kind of was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I have them. I still have FPV quads, but I don't want to fly them because they just keep on, like, falling out of here, and it's not something I'm doing. Now, when I crash a helicopter, I know something I did for the most part, so it's okay. I'll fix it and fly again. But yeah, FPV quads didn't, didn't mix well. I have a couple of helis that didn't mix well with me either. Okay. I'll do. Co- I'll say a couple of these. So the Blade 130X was definitely one, and the Line 250 Pro DFC. Um, the Blade 130X, after the first crash, it never flew. Um, I threw money at it, never flew. Enough was enough. I sold all of it. I couldn't deal with it anymore. Now, is that the one you have a very first, like a very early YouTube video of you flying out in this field with that? Is that that mm-hmm. one? Okay. Yeah. I did see that um, video. There's an Align 250 Pro DFC. I don't think there's any videos because as soon as I take off and went into bank uh, idle up, I was stripped tail gears. I don't know why. I don't know if I put them in wrong or what. I can never get the gears from not stripping. And granted, you know, I probably wasn't the smartest thing to take off on like grass that was too long for a little 250. But still, like, yeah. you know, even when I did get it up in the air, like from, you know, taking off on asphalt, as soon as I, I don't know, but I guess maybe I didn't have like, I don't know, maybe just the way I don't know was too violent for it. But yeah, yeah, probably. I always strip gears, and you know that helicopter I didn't even sell. I just, I basically just threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me way back in the day, not knowing shit about the hobby. Um, so those are a couple of examples I have. Let's let's kind of pass around the room, um, because I do have more examples, but I don't want to hog on the time. So well, dude, who else? Along with your uh, Align 250, I remember buying a. I remember watching a guy fly a Hobby King version of that in his garage, and talking about how great this model was and easy it was to set up. And mm-hmm. I was just like, "Take my so, money!" Like, yeah, <laughs> right. how, how fast can I get this to my door? And I remember uh-huh. putting that thing together, and the tools were horrific on it. The the screws were so small. I probably ha- still have some in my intestines that I swallowed by accident. <laughs> like they were freaking so small. I can inhale it. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, I think I had an 800 milliamp three cell on this uh-huh, thing. Yep. Re- very, very small battery. And I remember my flight times were like under a minute. Like it would drain that battery so fast. Oh damn. Were you running all the head speeds? I had no <laughs> idea. I had no idea what I was doing. Okay. And I remember that silly press on, like, uh, motor pr- pinion. Yes, motor pinion. Then yeah. I tried Loctite and that on, and I tried all, and it was just, I think I tried to give that to you, and you wouldn't take it. Like, when, when <laughs> oh first, you were like, bad memories, bad memories, yeah. nightmares. <laughs> That's how well. I don't want to say that's how bad it was, but it was, like, no, I'm good, bro. Because I think you had you had the DSC, and you were, and I think the some of the Hobby King parts, you know, would yeah. would, would fit and whatever. In fact, I should have taken, it, but I think yours was belt driven, and I think that would have saved me. Yeah, I think it was because that's the older 250, not the Pro DSC clone. It's more the I guess version two clone, the fly bar with the the belt to tail. Um, yeah, yeah. That might have worked actually for me, but yeah, yeah that that was one, and the other helicopter was the 450 flybar that I had. It just 
so many things were like that was with the gyro that I had on the back. That wasn't you know, uh-huh. I was I was flying with my DX6 and the gyro and yeah, shit. I had the what does idle up look like? <laughs> I don't know. I never hit it. Yep. Yeah, and then when you did, it was like went straight into the ground. Went straight in. <laughs> And then I, I think I flew that for a year with the the the, the tail blades Backwards, going the wrong right? direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it flew good, just yeah. That was just like I kept throwing money at it. It's like you know, the one of those things where you just keep throwing money on it and like yeah, mm-hmm. thinking that would fix it, but no. It's just like <laughs> I knew what that I knew at that point with the with the with the T Rex clone, that was another clone, um, the four fifty that it was just like I gotta I gotta learn to fly planes better and just stick to that because I'm and I was new to planes at that point and you know I was all cocky I was like three months flying planes I'm like this shit's easy how how hard can a helicopter be yeah yeah <laughs> I still remember the first time I met you we're like oh me and Jeff were like oh yeah this guy's Kevin yeah yeah he can fly planes and then you're flying your Mustang and throw it right into a tree I was like shit I thought he could fly planes. <laughs> <laughs> that was my flight test um bloody wonder bloody wonder okay where i reversed yeah, but... two servos on that damn plane and i reversed one of them the aileron servos <laughs> servo was going the wrong direction and i flew it right into a tree Aww. yeah and you guys were like thought you knew what you were doing dude yeah because i wound up building <laughs> jeff one like the night before because we were going to mm-hmm. do streamer cut and all that stuff yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, but I, I got I got shit worked out after that. Yeah, yeah, you learned. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go through the memory file, dude, and and think of what plane was like that for me. I know you had a few. FT3D. I built like three of them. Could yeah. not fly it, that plane. It would always crash. I mean, I said, forget it. I'm done with that model. Yep. Um, and mine was the, F, the FT22. I did the same thing. Oh, I built three terrible. of those bad yeah. boys. And yeah. it was just, that was a high alpha plane, and I didn't realize it at the time. Uh-huh. And I had built my own version of that, like just watching the video, the the pre-release video. Yeah, uh, and that flew. And that right? flew really good. And it yeah. was like, I was just guesstimating like on on the size of things based on like how big it looked in somebody's hand and like the... the uh, <laughs> That that little motor mouth that they had, like I based a lot of uh-huh. stuff off of that. Yeah, and that bad boy flew actually really good. That I made two of yeah. those, but that yeah, twenty two FT twenty two, I could never get flying right. And Fred would always yell at me, yeah, because you put a fourteen hundred kV motor on it and didn't have the right battery on it. But I'm like, yeah, but it still should fly. But it never, it would, it would only turn right. I could never get it to turn left, no matter what I did. <laughs> because you had the wrong motor on it. The mo- wrong motor on it. Nope. <laughs> Too much torque, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I my thing know. was that I I hated the plane because every time you try to bank and yank, it like it would pitch up the nose for some reason for me. Yeah, I couldn't get it to like fly right. I don't know, maybe the CG was off. I don't know. I didn't know shit back then. The I very guess I still don't. the <laughs> very first one that they made the F twenty was like the early flight to like the like the first like six months of videos they were putting out. They did a mm-hmm. like a profile version. Yeah, uh, it was like stacked home, right? And that bad, that freaking thing flew great. And I flew that one for at least two years, man. That was still in one yeah. piece for a long time. I flew that. That was, those, those were the ones. And that I can't blame the F 22. It just was like, you know, enough was enough with that one. And I got to just fly the, the, the Spitfire flew great. Yeah. And 
Yeah, and the Mustang did too. I always wanted to go back to the FT3D just to try it out, but it's just, I don't know. Now that you can fly 3D planes better, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I have one of those in the package, like the laser cut kit nice. I never uh-huh. built. Nice. I should build it, see if I can fly it. Yeah, right after you build the willy nillies. <laughs> I, I know you just got done with the Oxy 5, so I don't want to push you. Mm. One thing at a time. Yes. Yeah. But you're right, Andy. I, I'd be great to try that out again. It's just like, I, I don't really, I'm messing around with too many other things. I'm enjoying the hobby yeah. so much more just with the helicopters and, and, and the people and all that in that, that just the people in general, no matter what crowd, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. All right. What about you guys? Andy or Ian, what do you guys got? I think probably, uh, I think it was like probably my first, it was after my first year in the hobby. I uh, got suckered into a Craigslist ad where I uh, ended up buying a uh, Honeybee King 3 and like it was pretty much two of the Blade SRs. Oh my God. Talk about two biggest pieces of shit right there. <laughs> I could not get either one to fly. None of them. So it's like I still... I still have the Honeybee King 3. It's sitting on my shelf, but really, I I just need to throw it into a combat. I, mm. I never could get it to fly, so I think it's either just going to... The only way it's going to fly is if I throw it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> throw throw it. it into the field. Yeah, you know, that, uh, that Craigslist, man, has hooked me like a fish every now and then, too. Yeah. I got How a, many planes? A couple of nitro planes that I bought. Uh, a couple of them. I spent a couple hundred bucks on Heli- on uh, Craigslist buying planes that have never flown. Yeah. <laughs> Just never. I haven't flown them yet. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, Craigslist got me for uh, those two helis, and then uh, eBay got me for a uh, an Align T-Rex uh, 600 Nitro, and there was not anything that was really worth saving. It's like I had Got it set up and everything. The frame on it was pretty damn ugly. And then uh, I think the on the third startup, I was actually I had just you know leveled out the the swash, you know everything. I, I, it was ready to pretty much do a test start and do a test hover. And as I'm trying to start it, the the rotor head's trying to turn, and it's like what the fuck is going on? So I pretty much uh, take a look at the clutch and everything, and the bearings are gone. And it's like oh well, great. So it's like. More and more, I kept touching this thing. More and more, I had to like throw money at it, and it's just it got to the point that it ended up downstairs for like a long period of time. And eventually, I just said, you know, I tried posting parts on like Facebook, you know, just to get rid of it. Parts right. didn't even sell off of it. I ended up robbing parts off of it for the for my 550, and eventually, I said, you know. You know, I, I gave it to Keith, and it's like, here, you could use it. You know, he ended up using some of the parts off of it. I don't know what he did with the rest. Probably threw it away, hopefully. But <laughs> <laughs> And it was pretty much the same thing with the Honeybee King 3. I, you know, I would replace parts because it, it has, like, the all the billet aluminum bling you could put on it and everything. That was the way I got it. And just every time I touched it, just everything just wanted to just, I mean, it would just fall apart. You know, something would fly off of it, or it just wouldn't even fly. So it's like, it's 
I, that's another one I just got tired of like throwing money on. It's like, ah, oh, screw this. This thing ain't going to fly. And by the, by the time I said, screw it, I was already flying a 500 size. So nice. And the blade SRs, I just parted those out and sold them on eBay. I mean, the parts were good. It's just the, everything as a whole, it wouldn't fly. Oh. I've got one. You guys are going to laugh at me. <laughs> no. It's a, really good, it's a really good point. Well, I would laugh at me. <laughs> the free wing Avanti as the foam uh-huh. EDF plane. It's a really great plane, but I crashed three of them in you know, quick succession. So I, I get the first one. I get the, the plug and play or the, what do they call it? Arf. Right. Not the plug and play. Arf Plus. So it has uh-huh. servos but didn't have a power system. Because I wanted to put the the um an in runner motor, some more powerful motor on the fan. Like you buy the whole unit, put it in there and I put a like a hobby wing one twenty or something in it. It's success deal. And this is recently, like a couple of years ago, so I knew what I was doing at this point. So I get all going. I take off. I'm flying around. This is the first flight. I didn't have any kind of flight controller, so I get it all trimmed out. It's flying, I mean, really nice. Easy to fly. You know, it's not definitely not a handful or anything. I get it trimmed where it'll hands off, you know, level flight, like three-quarter throttle, you know, so I thought that was pretty good. I look down at the timer. And I look back up and it's in a spin, like straight for the ground. (laughs) So I don't, I I mean, I'm going to take credit that I crashed it. I think maybe a servo went bad or something because this was the first flight and or maybe it was the second flight. I can't remember, but I had it flying hands off straight and level. So I don't understand why me looking away for literally two seconds and it would go into a spin into the ground. I, I don't understand that, but so I think it might've been a mechanical issue, but I won't swear to that. It maybe was just, maybe I just lost it. Is that the so death, like, death spiral you're talking about? Well, not really. Not it really. just kind of rolled over and, and nose down and, I, I tried to recover it, but it didn't really, nothing happen. Okay. That's what led me to look, believe that maybe an elevator servo like went bad or something. Yeah. It, I mean, it was odd because I, you know, I'm, I didn't have any experience with EDFs and stuff, but you know, I was flying helis at the time, flying 3d airplanes. Oh, okay. So it's not like I was new and didn't know how to fly. Uh-huh. Right. So that's, you know, I don't know. Anyway, it, powered into the ground full steam busted into a million pieces i was like well shit that sucks so (laughs) i ordered another one took the the power system out of that put in the other one and i flew it at the house probably half a dozen times and i took it up to george's and thought well i'm gonna do a high speed pass under the power line (laughs) and i almost made it uh-huh. I cut. I cut about two thirds of the vertical stabilizer, the rudder. Just cut it clean off. 
<laughs> and it just corkscrewed into the ground full throttle. Oh, nice. uh, oh, oh that sucked. <laughs> this was like the second time I'd been to his house, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, well, that sucked. So I ordered another one. And uh, I, I got a few flights on it, maybe a dozen flights here at the house and stuff. And out at the flying field at the club field. Uh, was up at George's again for a fun fly. I was like, well, I'm going to fly this jet. Everybody's flying jets. So I'm standing in the middle of the runway and I taxi down to one end and I go full throttle and I'm, you know, going up the center of the runway. Well, his runway is a little, let's call it uneven. So I hit a bump and it, it starts careening off to the left and it, all I could, it was almost ready to lift off. So it was moving pretty fast. All I could do was just kill the throttle and it just smacked into a big bunch of grass, tall grass, broke the, smashed up the nose and the fuselage and stuff. And at that point I said, enough is enough. I'm not ordering another one. It's a really good plane, but apparently I'm not supposed to have one. That was, that was three, three planes, three crashes in. And maybe 20 flights total on that airplane. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty stupid. (laughs) I was bound and determined to get one going. Yeah. Um, And I, you know, and I flew it some. I mean, I was flying, doing aerobatics and stuff. The the, the plane's really nice. It flies great. I mean, it handles well at low speed. And I'd come across, you know, with the gear down, flaps down, do like, you know, a dirty pass, real slow. I mean, it, the plane's great. There's nothing wrong with the plane. It just, two of my crashes were bad luck, and the third, the first one, I, I don't know. I'll I'll take blame for it, but I kind of feel like it was a mechanical issue. Yeah, I had heard that that plane was really good. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's seen, a great plane. seen some of them at the club. A couple guys have them. Yeah. I could probably... I think I still have down in the barn somewhere. I think I still have, I could probably take all three of those and put one together. <laughs> Cause I'm pretty right. sure like one of them broke the left wing and one broke the right wing and one broke. <laughs> two I think I could probably put one together. You still have them. Yeah. I just throw them in the barn where I got some bunch of RC crap stored, you know, cause I kept thinking, well, I don't want to throw it away. And you know, the servos are good and this yeah. and that. I went through the, the little micro stuff like you guys. I never really had much trouble with the 130X, Steve, uh-huh. but the, the MCPX, the, um, I had the version two, the BL, the brushless uh-huh. one. Yeah. That one I had a lot of problems with. Uh, one time I lost a tail, the entire tail motor because it hit a bumblebee. The motor just died. <laughs> like it literally killed the motor, spun out, and then it wouldn't. It would never right. just pull back up. It's like well, stupid thing. Broke ton of the booms. Mm-hmm. Um. So I eventually gave up on that. Uh, one heli that I really wanted to work and just never could, and I really tried, was the Nano CP. I guess yeah. it's the Nano CPX. Mm-hmm. I had that too. 
I can, you know, I put the brushless motor thing on it and then oh, it nice. wouldn't fly like it would kill the batteries so fast. You could do not, you know, you get a minute and a half or something yeah. and it just never flew good. It just always did weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I would try to fly it around my living room. I'd almost hit myself in the head. <laughs> just, you know, I mean, I'll, I might could do better now that I wasn't a great pilot at the time, but I was like, I try to do circuits, but it would just start going like I couldn't do them slow and controlled. They'd start going really fast and it'd be whipping around my head and I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think I actually hit myself with it at one point, like my hand okay. didn't, didn't draw blood, but it stung like a mother. Mm-hmm. But I, I just stand, just sitting here talking made me think that that's one that I actually put a lot, put time and money to try to make it right. And it never did. And I finally just gave up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of that, uh, that 180 that I flew for a while, flew it for a, probably a year, but, uh, yeah, I gave up on that way quicker than you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had moved on. You were, you were starting in the bigger helis and stuff, yeah. uh, too, but it's just, um, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to talk negative about it cause it was like, a way for me to move up, you know, but, uh, uh-huh. it was, it got to a point where it was just, yeah, enough's enough with this model with this size. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm that way with the oxy three. I'd like to f- fly that again one of these days, but I know it's going to be like a 45 second flight and I'm going to wind up smashing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun for a little while, but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I so there's you. something to say about, being able to take a model like an Oxy-3 and just beat the hell out of it, and if it goes in the first 30 seconds, it's like, okay. You yeah. know, like, like no no remorse, no repercussions, you know, just whatever. Let's send it and see what happens and not care if it crashes. Which has probably been my last three flights with that thing. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and that was probably the last three flights on the same battery pack. <laughs> yeah. You do it that, right? Like, crash it. Oop, pick it up. Ah, it looks fine. Fly it again. <laughs> no, no, that probably. I, I uh, you know, flew it and repaired it. And then flew it and repaired yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another. So, mm-hmm. I was going to say another plane that I never really jived with was the green uh, Horizon Sukhoi, Park Zone Sukhoi. Mm. I know you've got a couple of them, Kevin, that yeah. you like, but I hated that thing. I ended up sailing it after probably a dozen flights. Um, it just, it was, I don't know. It was weird. It would tip stall and stuff on approach. If you weren't doing just right. It, it depends what mode you're into. Yeah. The mode thing was stupid. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could have took that receiver out and put something else in maybe, mm-hmm. but it was, it, I just was like, eh, I don't like this thing. Got rid of it. You know, I had good luck with that, but I also had some issues, especially with that one mode that was the flap switch. If you had your yeah, flap switch agility on. or something, yeah. no. Yeah. But if you had your flap switch on, even though it was disabled in the programming, it would like be like be heading holes. It yeah. would yeah, just like keep you in flying straight. Yeah. Fly. yeah, I don't. I probably said at least two times flying that model. Well, that's it. It's done. And then I remembered, oh, shit, the flap switch is on. <laughs> Shut it off, and then I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm good. Well, that was probably the safe, wasn't it, or something? It something, but yeah. Maybe. A, I don't know what the, it like, was. like rescue mode or whatever. I, I so. think so, yeah. Yeah. 
was something to level yeah, it out. I don't know. I just never, I never did job with it. When that was engaged, it scared the shit out of you because you're like, I can't control it. I got nothing. Right. And nothing then you're right, like, right. oh yeah. crap, that's right. I, yeah. I, I got it. It, it wasn't. I sold that, and then shortly after that, found out about the Flex Innovations yeah. QQ300. And when I got that, I was like, "Holy shit, this thing is a million times better!" Like it does, it does everything the Sukhoi does, but it does it better, and it doesn't do anything weird. And ever since I found out about that, that that turned into my go-to. Because at the time, I was looking for like a, you know, forty-inch, forty-three-inch 3D plane that I could or a plane that I could 3D, you know, mm-hmm. to learn and train. I thought, yeah. well, the Sukhoi will do it. Right. But then I was disappointed. Yeah, especially like you had all the modes and stuff, the 3D mode, the yeah. agility mode, if you want to practice something and let go to stick. I mean, that, that was a plan, and after flying it, I crashed it yeah. a couple of times, like trying to land, and it just, like if if you got too slow and let a wing tip dip at all, it would just, you know, yeah, tip stall right in the ground and yeah it's weird that would happen to me especially because you know the safe was trying to keep it as far as it could and then it just right. eventually lose right right you know, it doesn't air. have enough yeah mm-hmm. um all right i have two models here that it's not the model fault and per se it's not really my fault either i mean except that i've been crashing it um but i have to say the Oxy-3 and the Black Nitro. And the Oxy-3, this was back when I was flying Oxys a lot. And I would say after a half a dozen, no, not half a dozen, after like a dozen, maybe 12 to 18, maybe even 20 crashes and repairing it, crashing, repairing it, everything seemed wrong about that helicopter. Like half the bolt holes were like reamed out a bit more just because of it being taken apart and put back together so much. Um, half the bolts were stripped, so that was annoying because I had yeah. to use the 1.65 on everything. Um, to the point where you know, I basically retired that model, and if I wanted to fly it again, I just bought another one. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, the Black Nitro was a little bit different, and it was more to do with not the model, but with my laziness and. So I had it, I had the Black Nitro, it was flying good, I crashed it one weekend, you know, it wasn't that bad, it was like blades and I think a tail fin, um, and then the next time I crashed it, it was a little bit worse, and you know, it, that was kind of like, okay, I had to do the tail boom and a couple other things, um, and then the third time, three, you know, so the third consecutive week, third, it was at um, the chill out, and Neil ended up crashing it, and at that point, you know, it was, it was definitely fixable. I still have the airframe sitting in the garage, and I look at it, I'm like, oh, I can fix this and make another Nitro. But just after crashing that frequently and having to repair it two weekends in a row, I was just, I didn't feel like dealing with it. I was just like, I'm just going to buy a new one. Because yeah, everyone knows over. building a new kit is way better than repairing oh, a helicopter. So Right, everything is nice and new, and yeah. all the bags are like, you know, all the parts are there for that single step. So you just build it. It's not like you know, you take all these bolts yeah. on. There's, oh, is it the two twenty? You know, is it this one? Is it that oh, one? Uh, you know? Some of them are bent, possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, bent or just like, I mean, in my case, they're like covered in like Loctite, so I have to clean all of them off too. You know, <laughs> uh, so it just comes to a point where it's just like. 
the helicopter's definitely repairable. But do I want to repair it? No, I'd rather buy a new kit and just build yeah, it. Not, not to sound super t- superstitious, but sure. you're like, three crashes in three weeks, this thing's cursed, start over. <laughs> and I never <laughs> thought it was cursed. I just really didn't want to deal with building, like rebuilding a helicopter at that moment. You know, um, It was during the winter time, so it's not like I'm like, I got a fun flight the next day to go to or anything. So it's just, I'm like, you know what, I can order another one. Let me order and keep my sanity a little bit in check. Yeah. Um, because it's funny because that M2, I've crashed that thing way more than anything in like the first seven flights. And I'm just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> Let's fly it again. <laughs> so that, yeah, that model hasn't gone there yet, I guess. It's different because it's, you know, $5 and probably 20 minutes to get it back yeah. together. It's not it's, like yeah, they're all pretty minor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's different once you get it in your head that it's cursed. Then it's going to be like, well, it's cursed. Of course it crashed again. <laughs> I guess, if you believe in that. If you believe in that, yep. Yeah. But um, how about you guys? Do you guys have any models that you just kind of got tired? Like, that were perfectly good models, but you just got tired of rebuilding? Uh, I've got one downstairs that uh, I just need to po- post it and sell it for parts. But uh, I've got my Blade 500X still. Um, last time I flew it... Um, I was at a fun fly and uh, I was just horse assing around. I tried it with a uh, because I, it can it comes stock with a twenty nine hundred six uh, S battery, which made it incredibly nose heavy. And I went ahead and I uh, tried a smaller battery. I think it was like a twenty four fifty. Yeah, it was a smaller size battery, but I it just felt so much better to fly with that smaller battery. And I was just being a horse's ass. I think I was doing like a rolling. I was doing rolling flips and then like you said a wait a 550x uh, it's a 500x oh 500x okay yeah, what's it's a blade. rolling flip uh it's just pretty much just doing a back flip just all in like one motion just constant and um well in the midst of that i accidentally gave it rudder and just drove it in tail first and then it some of the parts you can't even find anymore so it's just mm-hmm. like ah, eh, why, why bother and Get it flying so, and bring it, bring it for the, for, bring it for combat. It uh, might need too much. I mean, <laughs> the the fucking the the rotor head's pretty much gone. <laughs> I think as far as I got to rebuilding is I stuck a boom on there and a few boom parts, and then there was just some parts that I could not find. So it's just like, yeah, screw it. It's just it's sitting on my bench downstairs. I'm just collecting dust. It's not even doing anything. Mm. But um. Uh, another one I've got, I haven't had the heart to get rid of it, but I do want to fix it up again, you know, and fly it just for, you know, just because it's my, uh, my blade 450 3d. I still have it downstairs heads completely wrecked on it, but I can still get parts for that one. Um, that one, the last couple weeks I had it I had a uh, one of the stock servos for the elevator burnout and I was able to land it it happened like right as I was getting ready to land it blade struck and it didn't lay over it still landed on the skids and determined I was like oh well that's why it blade struck I couldn't couldn't use that servo so I went ahead and replaced it with another stock servo the next week, I was working on uh, forward flight where I was just doing a pass do, and go up, do a stall turn, and then come back the other way. Just nothing crazy. 
And on one of the passes, I see it pretty much do a barrel. It does like a half turn to where it's inverted and right into the dirt. And same servo locked up. So I was like, no. Mm. <laughs> it's it, Soon after that, I got the Goblin 630. And, you know, uh, I just, I have a more of a feel for the bigger the bigger helis. So it's, you know, it could be a shelf ornament for all I care. I mean, it's, you know, it was one of the helis that I probably flew the most out of everything yeah. I've got. You know, d- dude, I was thinking about uh, the one plane that, I flew a lot when I first put it together was that big purple um, ugly stick that I built. Oh, yeah, the foam one, yeah. Remember that, Steve? It was a Dollar mm-hmm. Tree version of the ugly stick, like 60-inch yeah. wingspan. Yeah, it was pretty good size. Mm-hmm. Flew that a lot. It was a good flying plane. Um, yeah. Crashed it once. Yeah. In the Didn't wind, it light I on think. fire, too? And, yeah, and then when we started flying up the club we're at now, Polder, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm at there. Um yeah, the first week I think we were there, I I caused a fire with it, and I think you got the crash <laughs> of the month too, I got the right? Crash of the month trophy. Yeah, yep. uh huh. Yeah, and I think I rebuilt that and forgot to add something to the wings, and it, and it, I had to rip them back apart to add it, and then I was like, you know what, this thing's just too big, too bulky. The Dollar Tree foam doesn't really hold up. Doesn't last well, yeah. Long long term, yeah. Uh huh. So that was another model where I was just like, I'm done. Enough is enough with it. Yeah. I'm thinking another plane that that I wasn't I flew a lot is the Carbon Z Cub. It's one of the Oh, yeah. It was the second like real plane I owned. I got I started on the little um what was that? Uh the little Yala plane. The Horizon Hobby, Hobby Zone Champ. The Champ, yeah. Started on the Champ, and then I think I got like the little Cub thing they had, the, whatever that was, S Cub or something. Uh-huh. But uh, after I kind of already knew how to fly, I ended up getting an Apprentice, and this was right when the Carbon Z Cub was coming out. And the hobby town up in Johnson City had just got one in when I was getting that apprentice. It's like, well, shit, I want that thing. Because I'd kind of already been looking at it when it was about to come out, looking at it online and stuff. I was like, I need something with big tires that can take off and land on rough ground. This thing's awesome. So I bought it. And um, I flew the crap out of it. I mean, I flew it a bunch, but I crashed it a bunch too. Crashed it in a tree, multiple, you know, hit the fence with it, did this and that, and I would fix it back up and keep flying it. And eventually I was just like, this thing's, you know, kind of beat up and stuff. I ended up giving it to a club member that liked to fix up crashes and, you know, fix up old stuff. Mm-hmm. And he fixed it up and, and flew it quite a bit. And I ended up buying another one, <laughs> just just replaced it. Like I had a sale or mm-hmm. somewhere. Maybe I was at Joe Nall or something. They had them, you know, pretty deep discounted. Nice. So I bought another one, and I've still got it. Still flies good and everything. I, I really enjoyed that plane, but kind of like, you know, after so many crashes and it just kind of looked rough and stuff, I finally just yeah. said, "Nah, let's get rid of it." And I didn't, you know, to me, it wasn't worth selling. So I just give it 
to the guy, give him some, like an old motor I had and a few things. Because mm-hmm. I had put an upgraded motor. I kept it, put it in the new one. Nice. Yep. Awesome. Hmm. Getting all, all right. nostalgic over here. Yeah, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Is there any other models that I might have done the same? I don't know. All right. Uh, do you guys have any other ones? Shall we move it on? Oh, we can move it on. Yeah, let's oh, yeah. move on. Okay. Do we have a planker segment or not? The planker is MIA. Oh, my God. Uh, we let him, like, take over two episodes, and this is the things he gives us. Mm-hmm. Well, he's uh, pooped. He's exhausted. Put together those two episodes. Yeah. Now that he knows what goes into putting out an episode every week, he'll probably stop bugging us about being a full-time <laughs> member of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Let's move it on to news and announcements. All right. News. I think we'd never done this before. Uh, <laughs> and? <laughs> news and? Announcements. All right. Oh, there we go. I'm just saying it well, all hey, from what do we on. got here? Yeah. Well, as we all know the, the new Goblin Raw. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> is coming out soon. And they're shipping with yellow is the standard color for the first kits. But soon after that, there's going to be a multitude of colors. Uh huh. It's like Skittles. Yes. Wait a minute. What color are they shipping with? Yellow. 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 Okay. Yellow. 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 Okay. Yellow. So I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> I'm from the South. I have uh, poor speech. Are you from the South? Yeah. I thought you were yeah. born in New Jersey like everybody else. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Boston, Mass. Can you tell? <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to get my raw. <laughs> yeah. But too bad. I mean, I, I'm okay Me with too. the yellow raw. <laughs> well, everybody's but, stopping you know, now to hear it. My, my true color is the orange raw. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, of, I was thinking about getting like... I like the green, and I, I but blue. I I I was like, okay, I like the color blue, but that blue is way too dark. Yeah, that's pretty dark. Like if I if I had to, if I could choose any color, I would pick the yellow. But I like that they have multiple colors. I'm looking at yellow, red, green, orange, blue, and pink. Uh-huh. And pink actually looks really nice too. I bet yeah, that- the. To, to be honest, the pink will be the most visible in the air. So if you want, if you're worried about visibility, pink's the most visible. Yellow is the next, and then probably orange. Yeah. And then green, and then maybe red or blue are kind of going to be the same. It's got to be the the worst, I think. Yeah. The blue. Yeah, I, I mean the blue yeah. is a nice color. It's a Prob- nice blue. But, I'd yeah. say the blue or the or the red will both. What what happens with those dark colors is they when they get wet. far away, they just turn black, like just they turn, turn dark. Yeah, take a silhouette. Yep. But, so they're going to be it's, have the canopy, that sort of motorcycle fender canopy thing, and then stickers, I guess, that go on the carbon parts. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, you would the way it's set up, and since it's a normal boom and stuff, you could actually have. You know, you can change the color of it fairly easily. Just uh-huh. those stickers and 
pop a new canopy on there. Yeah. So, so that'll be neat. Yeah. And it does say that um, the yellow is the standard color choice, but um, right. these will be available as spare parts, so as aftermarket. Right. Okay. Which right. Be, which would be neat, you know? And I'm really interested to see what the price point is because it's not much canopy, but, mm-hmm. you know, it right. is nice. That, that mm-hmm. was one of, the, one of my points from even before when it was announced the way the canopy and stuff was. I hope the canopy isn't too expensive because if you want to run a canopy most of the time, it's not like it'll be easy to just leave on the bench for that flight. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure most of that canopy is going to break when you crash. There's not a lot there. Yep. But we will see. So if you follow the link that we're, we're going to have uh-huh. uh, and you look at the pictures and you start scrolling through it, you eventually see what Ron Corus's closet looks like. There's a uh-huh. few... There's a few yep. pictures of what I can only imagine a thousand canopies coming out of coming out of his closet. Yeah, and look at all the booms, the white booms there. Yep. Kraken booms. Or maybe the Genesis booms, I don't know. But yeah. Uh, BK North. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pink will be cool looking. I'm glad they got that. Yeah. And like you said, the blue is is nice, but I don't think it'll be very visible in the air. Uh-oh. That's for yeah. you guys that fly without a canopy. Yeah. That's for the guys that shelf queen it. Or don't need anything, right? They don't need a canopy. They don't need to yep. spot it with a canopy. It's for those guys in Florida where the sun's always like a zillion degrees and super bright. Yeah. Not up north where it's gray and cloudy. Yeah. I'll be one of those guys pretty soon, I hope. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to make fun of you. Yes. What are you, how are you going to make fun of me? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure what, I'll figure out something. What possibly could you make fun of me more than you've already made fun of me? <laughs> that is know. very true. I don't know. That's a good point. I'm sure if you wait long enough, I'll give you a reason. <laughs> That's for sure. Kevin will come on the air and he'll be like, well, I was going to get fly, but damn alligator stole my heli. Chewed my shoe. <laughs> Yeah, came up and took my vehicle Alligator right in my hand. Took my radio and <laughs> run off into the swamp. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be something eventually I'll be able to come up with a meme for. Yep. Mm-hmm. Too, too damn hot. Can't fly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go fly, but my transmitter melted. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I saw a post from Futaba USA about some new airplane servos that looked pretty nice. The, uh, what are they? The SA500 servo. Check these out. These are more geared toward airplanes. They're like a 0.11 second for 60 degrees at 7.4 volts. 233.4 ounce inches at 7.4. Wow. And they sell for $140. Nice. Coreless digital airplane servo. Yeah, and they're Futaba, so you know they'll be good. Uh-huh. Oh, and Andy, last week you asked me what what servo, tail servo the wife got me for Christmas. It, I looked at it. It is an R2, R2T. Oh, nice, nice, nice. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. Nice. Cool. Now i got to get the helicopter to go around it. <laughs> you know what you should get? A goblin. A goblin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
Then we can all have one. Yeah. Mm, okay. So we talked about this Max, Maxtronics, Max Electronics fly barless unit. We talked about this a few months ago. Uh, I think we brought it up because they had a transmitter or something that's going to integrate and stuff. Yeah, we, we saw it in a picture early on. Yeah, yeah. But I've been seeing, I uh, saw a post or video or something from Luca from OxyHeli Links. Yep. I think he's going to be distributing these or something. Somehow partnered up. I'm not exactly sure all the details. So I thought I would mention this again. The Max Electronics Pro, Max Pro fly barless system with rescue function function uh it's a pretty neat looking little unit they're developing coming out with i saw a it's gonna have a gps module you can attach to have sort of an autopilot feature for training and stuff that's kind of neat i assume it'll be similar to like the spirit or the old um skookum setup we can do okay. like heading, like, um, what do they call that? Not heading hold, but where you can lock it in place and stuff. Yeah, like GPS hold. Like yeah, a, GPS hold. Almost yeah, like a drone or mm-hmm. one of mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking just from the couple little videos I've, I've looked at and stuff. I think the unit is actually, is it available now? I think it is think or so. very like soon. It. Uh-huh. It's like they're selling for a hundred and eighty-eight dollars. Uh-huh. Uh, has rescue, all your normal stuff. I know, you know, some of the people we know have been testing and kind of working on this thing. So yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, the more the better. It does uh-huh. say release late February for the flyby. Oh, okay, summit. okay, uh, yeah, okay. That sounds right. I wasn't sure if it was out yet or not. So keep your eyes on it. Check it out. Might be a good option in the future. Yeah. Get all the bugs worked out. Mm-hmm. And there is a, you can get it for one ninety nine with a programming card combo. Oh yeah. A pretty good deal. It's oh nice. When the card itself is like thirty or forty bucks. Yeah, yeah. So get you get it for deal. ten bucks more. Um, and cool. the, I think one of the cool things about this Max Electronics is that they're going to be releasing a radio soon. That right. does full integration with it, right? So that's right. Uh, Mm-hmm. That's a key one of the key features. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I really haven't seen anything about any data about like what's going to be available telemetry, like if it'll talk to anything else or right. if they have yeah, any plans right. for integration with you know Jetty or Spectrum or anything in the mm-hmm. future. I'm not sure. Uh, it will do uh, Fataba S bus or Spectrum satellites or your normal PWM type thing. So, you know, does SBUS, that gets a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, receivers, you can connect to it. Uh, not seeing anywhere where it says anything about telemetry right now yet. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure that'll be, they got to get it, out get it working first. well and mm-hmm. out there. And then all that stuff can come later and yeah. buy a firmware updates and stuff. And it does, uh, Seem to support 760, 760 pulse uh, cyclic servos. Okay. Mm, where did you see that? 
Extensive functionality, ability to configure 760 US swashplate type servos. It's on their website on the, the last thing. Oh, because under the thing here it says cyclic servos support analog and digital 1520. Yeah. I think it's an it's a update that they probably did, which they oh, never okay. updated the web page. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I like that. I, I hope more companies um do that. You know? Yeah, they should. I mean, I think everybody will be using those eventually. I think so too. I think this. You know, I think more companies are gonna start using, start bringing out seven sixty pulse servos mm-hmm. too. You know. Obviously, we know Futaba does, but I'm sure other brands will jump on that soon. Yeah, I think MKS are supposed to be working on some. Yeah, I think so, too. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Check it out. Yeah. Maxtronics.com if you want their website, or uh, I think there's some stuff on... Is there anything on Lynx or OxyHeli website? There's some videos and stuff on like the links and Oxy Facebook pages. From yeah, Luke, I don't think on their it. website yet. Maybe not. Oh, actually, it is on their website. I see it on there since then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Cool. Awesome. You guys seen any uh, more news and or announcements? No. All right. Okay. So what's next for you in the hobby? What's next for you, Ian? Other than uh, finishing up some uh, wrenching on the 470 and more tinkering with the shuttle, uh, going flying with uh, K Dub tomorrow. K Dub, nice. uh, yeah, oh yeah, work. <laughs> uh, he's got the day off, so I figure I'd probably take part of the day off and go fly. I mean, I, I haven't done much for flying here lately, so it's like yeah. I'll go ahead and put a few flights in. Um, I did test out the anti-gravity with the 700, so I'm going to, oh, yeah? on top of uh, remaining the 470, I'm going to try it with uh, the 470 and the Gowie NX4 and see how that works. Uh, I, I know with the 700, it just it just feels weird. I mean, yeah, I'm obviously not giving it a, you know, a whole lot of uh, downward uh, cyclic. I mean, mm-hmm. it, that's going to take a little bit to get used to, but it's it, it worked good on the 700. I'd like to see how it do, does with like uh, the smaller models. So. Yeah, what it was meant for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it almost feels like cheating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I only cranked it out to like 25, and that was you know still very noticeable, I mean, even for the 700. So, and then on top of that, um, be doing some more simming, uh, you know, pretty much uh, just brushing up on stuff I should already know that I should improve on. Uh-huh. Uh, on top of uh, getting Kylie on the simulator, uh, she needs to at least do that quite a bit, you know, kind of get up to par until I can get some more batteries and then be able to go across the street over to the, gen- over to the gymnasium. Yeah, that's uh, that's about it for me. Cool. Yeah, not a whole lot. <laughs> no, it's a whole lot. So what am I going to be doing, you ask? Oh, yeah. Nobody what? asked you. Nobody asked me? Oh. <laughs> I was about to say. I thought, I, I thought I heard somebody ask me. What are you going to do, Kevin? I'm going to be on the sim Friday night. Uh, and I'll hopefully get a chance to get out and do some flying this weekend. Nice. If not, I'll have my little uh, 
programmable boards, and I'll be messing around with that. Sweet. Yep. That's it for now, man. What about you, Andy? Well, I can tell you what I'm not going to do. Oh, geez. I'm not going to build that willy-nilly kit. Now you sound like every electrician <laughs> I run into first thing in the morning. Yeah. Here's what I'm not doing today. not my job. Yeah. You're not building uh, the willy-nillies. Okay. No. Just because you told me I needed to. I'm I, I'm a bit of a contrarian. I didn't know you were Canadian. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. in Canada. Yeah. Andy's out. You're in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Probably more flying for me. Yes. Flying this Oxy Five. Nice. No, I got. I got to. Uh, I got to really learn it. It's ins and outs and stuff. Get intimate with the model, oh. so to speak. Yeah, right. down and dirty with it, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Get it on video, or it didn't happen. I, I have to. Ah, you know, too dirty for video, man. I have to learn to how it likes that. to be touched. What is, what is this, Cinemax? <laughs> Important step. Come on. <laughs> I saw that my battery and parts I ordered from Shannon shipped today. So, nice. well, I would say I'm expecting those probably by Thursday, but who the hell knows? Might be Thursday, might be three weeks from now. But if I get those, I'll get another battery going and that'll be better. I guess that's it. Nice. Might wrench on the XL power, but mm, I probably won't. I don't want to do too much at one time. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. space it out a little bit. You get burnt <laughs> out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spread it out. <laughs> what about Steve? What are you doing? Uh let's see. So I forgot to so I forgot to mention this before too. I reflashed my um I guess not reflash. I don't know. I deleted everything, reloaded the V-bar stuff on the touch. Yeah. So the last couple of weekends, I've been actually flying with nothing but the touch. I've been, you know, I brought my V1 just in case, but I've been flying successfully with the touch. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Wow. No issues with that? I mean, none yet. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I, I think I might be good. Yeah, we'll you're probably good. Is, and yeah. if you want to make sure, just always bring your V1. Exactly. As long, as, long right. as you have that with you in the yes. in the car somewhere, the other one will, will work perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Guaranteed. It'll, no, because it'll get replaced in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I want to fly the M1 some more because I, I'm trying to get yeah. that. Get, you know, get things, get flights logged for the review. Um. I do need to. I'm still waiting for that satellite to come in. So hopefully that'll. I think that's in tomorrow. So I should be able to get that going again. Uh, on the 580 Nitro. So on both my 580s, I have full size servos. And I bought a set of BK5001s, the mini servos, to put in one of them. Um, I think I'm going to try it on a Nitro. I think I want to make the Nitro as light as possible. And right now I'm currently still running 570 blades. So I feel like. You know, 570 blades will require less torque and, and power for, you know, to change the pitch and, and things compared to like a 600, right? Which my mm-hmm. 580 electric is set up as a 600. So, so I figure I'll try it on that. And plus a lighter nitro. I mean, who doesn't love that? Yeah. So I'll give that a go. Um, so I'll try to swap that out sometime this week. Uh, beyond that, I want to go flying. So I'll probably pick a day of the week. 
uh, the weekend that's that's not too bad and try to do that. Um, I think that's it. Nice. I I have been working on the Miata recently. Oh, enough is enough. But we don't really need to talk about that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll save that for next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's see. Listener Pipeline. Do we have any voicemails? There is one voicemail that's four seconds long. And I'm I'm guessing it's going to end in a big goose egg. So here it is. Okay. Thank you. Oh, wait a minute. We just got one in tonight. Oh, yeah? Yep. Hey, Freefall guys. Just calling to say hi and uh, just also the fact that um, I'm starting a new year and everything. And, you know, you guys do a lot to hobby. You guys dedicate a lot of time, your own time, to put towards this hobby. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate that. You know, there's a lot of work, you know, doing a podcast as well. You know, just it's it's not easy. So the fact that you guys can do it every week is very impressive. And a lot of people uh, are grateful for that. So, yeah, you guys do a really good job and everything. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. I just want you to know that I appreciate all the hard work and dedication you guys do for, that you have been doing for the past what, five, six years now. So, yeah, I just want to say thank you for, for everything you guys have done in the hobby. Oh, wow, man. Wow. All right, I said it. Now, where's my 20 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shaggy. Shut up, Shaggy. Shut up, Shaggy. <laughs> Mike D did that joke like two years ago. <laughs> no, that was really nice. Uh, Shaggy, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. We appreciate it. And yeah. Shaggy, are you getting a uh, Goblin Raw? You <laughs> 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 just want to know. Awesome. Uh, and that's the only one. Okay. All right. It's time to wrap it up. Yeah, it's time. All right. So Facebook likes. We are at 1,345. I feel like we were 1,246 yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, but last week. I finally told my mother to just unlike the page. Stop. Yeah. Stop already. Maybe someone didn't like my OMP review. I think that might have been it. Mm. Why? Have it, was, it was nothing but rosy. Yeah, maybe they were hating on it. Wanted oh, to hate. Oh. So, anyways. Okay. Uh, Facebook comments. What do we got? Uh, Facebook. What do we have on Facebook? Let me look. We have comments. I had the Bunches of them. I had to restart. Let's see. Last week, we did a show about the OMP M2V2, and we got a few comments. Uh, Nick Wisdom RC said, Hi, Steve. Great review of the M2, FYI, and MIP 1.5 millimeter driver fits without issue. Uh-huh. Odd about the Scorpion one. There's also no way to bind the DM DSMX satellite receiver without using another receiver first. Yeah. which is what you found uh, mm-hmm. kind of an old school way of binding it. Yep. There are some satellites uh, with bind buttons on them. Uh, curious your thoughts about the logo 200. If you ever get your hands on one of those, I have both and think the logo 200 flies even better. Uh, it feels oh. better around center stick and is even more locked in, but maybe that's just a fanboy in me speaking. Also, if you put the gear 
channel, channel five on a switch, you can turn off stability mode uh, for all flight modes. Hmm. Interesting. The ESC also has a soft start, so no need for normal node normal mode if you do not want one. Keep up the great work, guys. Uh, and shut up, Shaggy. No, he didn't say that. Sorry. That <laughs> Sounds like you can do. Th- you could have three, like normal yeah. flight modes, mm-hmm. right? Or three yeah. idle ups, I should say, three not a normal. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, and Steve answered, awesome. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, I'll look and see if we'll try to do a review on the Logo 200 in the future. Uh, I recall seeing the data with the bind button, but I couldn't find them through the usual sites. Thanks for the yeah. tips and the kind kind words. And he said he'd lend us his Logo 200 for the review. But your, what is that? <laughs> oh, and four record with the M2 gives me pause. Oh, because <laughs> he I was going to say he would have time. to send it to Kevin. So, you know. No, nah, send it to Steve. Steve will, if he crashes it, he'll fix it. He <laughs> says it really does crash well and cheap. Uh, I tried everything on this one before I graduated to the larger helis. Uh-huh. Nice. Well, thanks, yeah. Nick. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for your comments. Those are great. Yeah. yeah. And Kyle Gaines said, no love for the OMP M1. That's what I want to hear about. They both look like nice helis, though. And you said it's coming soon. Uh-huh. I don't yeah, think you said you had horses. Yeah, I don't think you said you had no love for it. You said you were working on it. Yeah. On a yeah, review. That that was next. Yep. Uh-huh. And cool. Mr. Joel posted uh how do you like your goblin? Um <laughs> which I don't understand this. Well, by the way. it makes no sense. <laughs> It's medium. Sorry, yeah, but I had no idea what I don't. I had okay. no idea what you meant it makes by this. No, I, I know what you're going th- for, but it makes no sense. It was not explained well. It's not clear. Uh, what I was going for is like the little, uh, like the meat chart memes that you always see. Like, when, you know, how do you like your meat? Like yeah. raw, medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but the problem is, is that you just have one, two, three, and four. So that doesn't really describe temperature. So yeah, people, well, if I, you look I, at I think he's got it. He's got Fireball would be the hottest. Black Thunder would be like blackened. Kraken would be like medium, I guess. And Raw would be Raw. <laughs> I guess. I, that was the closest I can it get. It was because... unclear. And by the comments, I can tell that almost everybody didn't get Shaggy it. Shaggy got it. Out of all people, Shaggy got it. Yeah, that is pretty weird. If Shaggy's the only one that gets your joke, your joke is not good. Wait, four fireball? How did he? What do you mean he got it? Oh, uh, oh, he said later on. Oh shit! Now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but did he really? Does he? Yeah, really? Of course not. Oh yeah, he got it. He doesn't get anything. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's what surprised me. That's what I'm saying. That's how bad it is. He got it. No one else did. Oh boy. It's a whole right, I'm, thing, okay. Now I'm just piling on to give you shit, Ian. <laughs> yeah, stop picking on Shaggy. Yeah. Oh, well, somebody's now. got to. So the next meme is about Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is um, Shag Shank Redemption. Picture of Shaggy, Shaggy and Shank. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's that picture of Shaggy with his, his, pilot, his pilot headset on. Looking very serious. Uh-huh. And probably a knife he just crafted. Yeah, a big-ass knife. I guess he made out of heli parts. 
I dare so. someone to tell me to shut up again. Oh, uh-huh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to get shanked. And, and Morgan Freeman saying, no wonder aliens don't talk to us. Shanky <laughs> <laughs> shank redemption. No, uh, that's a good one, Ian. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, Morgan Freeman's face really... Uh, <laughs> Really made that meme pop. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And Mike D should do a production of the Shag Shamper Shag Shank Redemption. Shaggy Shank. Shanky Shaggy Shank. If you can finally say found it. something Kevin can't say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Just like orbital. Orbital. Yeah. Orbital. Yep. Orbital. And I think that's it. Yep, that's it. Well, I didn't check for visitor posts. No. Yes. Let's look for visitors posts. I forgot how to do that now. Community. Yes, community. Let's see. Chris Ryber Planker. Chris Ryber Planker. Chris Ryber Planker. Chris Ryber flew Chris a heli. Ryber Plank. Chris Ryber. Oh, there's a, there's a helicopter there. Yep. <laughs> Where? Didn't he fly a 516 or something like that? I saw I that know. go by. We've already talked about all those. He says, another willy-nilly's kit finished and ready to teach the kids in the spring. Time to step up your game, Andy. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Step it up. He's built a bunch of these. He's got four here. Nice. Got some pictures on our Facebook page. Yeah, he's been killing it with these building planes. He's built like twenty through the winter. Mm-hmm. Something tells me he builds them in his sleep too. Well, we when you live that far north, I don't guess you have a whole lot to do but build planes in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. He still flies in the winter though. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to him, man. Awesome. Okay, uh, let's see here. Website comments. I didn't see anything on the website. I did not either. All right. People Podbean? People Podbean, we had some activity. For sure. And it was mostly TMT Idaback, who you said you might know, Steve, working his way through the episodes. Damn. He liked episode seven, Winter Building and Simmon. Episode nine, Heli Rules, Heli Rule, Heli's Rule. Uh, let's see what else. Episode 10, Flying Online. Episode 11, The Wonders of Electricity. Episode 12, RC Events and Future Plans. He's just going right through them. 13, nice. Let's Talk Scale Helis. That was with Chris Ryber. And all the way back to episode 16, Love the Smell of Nitro in the Morning, Part Part 1, Airplanes, which was with the Planker. And Pete Dela Cruz liked episode 257, Welcome to 2021. And I liked episode <laughs> 254, Thanks to All Our Listeners. Um, now I was thinking of a Monty Python joke there with that. Ah, A-A-A-A. And the RC oh. Element liked episode 258, Review Series of the OMP, M2V2 Helicopter. Yep. Okay, so, so thanks everybody. 
Yeah, thanks everyone. Um, six days ago, TM Titleback says, I really like the range of topics, even if I'm not specifically into the subject matter. I like everything RC, so this appeals to me on a lot of levels. Thanks, guys. Nice. Uh, five days ago, uh, Tim also wrote, I like the flight line etiquette section in this episode. It's never a bad thing to reiterate this stuff. Reiterate this stuff, sorry. Uh, I had to go out of my way to find information like this when I first started flying, so I'm sure people are curious about it. Uh, let's see. Four days ago, RC Element says, Yes, yeah, Steve. I use the same method as you when binding a DSM SAT to the MTV2. Just bind your SAT to a spare receiver you have laying around. Once it binds, remove the SAT from the receiver and plug into the MT Flybus unit. Um, I think that's the only way you can bind a DSM SAT. So, yep. Confirmed by several people now that is the only way. Uh, okay, let's see. Tim said, the C rating is a measure of the rate at which a battery is being charged or discharged. It is defined as a current through the battery divided by the theoretical current draw under which the battery would deliver its nominal rated capacity in one hour. It has the units H-1. I'm guessing he got to the battery episode. Yeah, the wonders uh, of get, electricity. Yep. Yeah, wait till you get to the one that we make corrections because we know nothing about what we're talking about on that episode. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Tim Forday says, the power battery plug-in. I typically follow the idea that you plug in the main leads first, then the balance plugs, just in case there's a difference in the whole pack. That way, it levels out big delta first, then smaller deltas in individual cells. That's actually a good call-out. Good Um, tip, yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're power charging and you're charging batteries that are very similar in voltage, um, let the main leads handle the you know normalizing the voltage around both packs, and then you use a balance to get that little bit for each cell you know um, differences, right? So yeah, Absolutely. that's that's a that's a great tip, awesome. Uh, and then Tim, fourteen hours ago, says this episode is hilarious. The bit about control line planes and Kevin's dad yelling at him from the porch was really similar to what it was like for uh, for him growing up. <laughs> uh, he says I was laughing so hard I had to pause it for a minute. You guys captured the best part about RC chats. Keep up the great work or good work. Awesome, thanks, that was, Tim. That was the old one about uh, smelling nitro in the morning. Yeah, that was uh-huh. my, my dad yelling about the. Uh... That free flight helicopter. The free, yeah, 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 the Cobra. No, it just goes straight up. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Thanks for all the uh, all the comments, Sam. That's great. Yeah, thank hear. you. Great, great to you know, kind of bring these memories back of these older episodes too. So awesome. Yep. All right. Do we have iTunes reviews? There is nothing new on iTunes. I checked, and there was nothing new on iTunes. Like Andy just said. Oh, sorry, Kevin. That's all right. No, I just assume you forgot to check. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when you assume what they say? Yeah, I'm usually right. Yeah, I'm right. Usually right. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. All right, so drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com. So free4rc podcast. Take that, Monty. Uh, check out our webpage, freeforcepodcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Flight hi, test Chris. forums. <laughs> nice. Off the field, audio and video production. Other than flight test podcast, Free4C podcast, say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill the Flyer. Hey, David. Hi, David Hill. And hi, David Hill. 
All right, Rocky Boy too. Uh, fellow podcasters, the Helly Heads podcast. Who's doing it? You doing it, Ian? Uh, you do it this time. All right. Let me show you how it's done. All right. <laughs> I'll take notes. Um, <laughs> if I don't forget. That's with uh, Dan, Kevin, Scott, and sometimes Mike Sobey. Telerotor podcast. Telerotors with Rich, Shaggy, Robert, and sometimes Mike. BKRC podcast. That's with Bert and Kyle and sometimes Uncle Ron. RC Roundtable. That's with Fitz, Terry, and Lee. All right. RC After Hours. With Andre. High Voltage. With Bobby Watts. Uh, Skids Up. Skids Up is with Paul, Frank, and Javier. All right. Inverted Down Under. Ozzy, Mozzy, and Jeff. Park Flyer Podcast. That's with Two Mikes and a J. Houdini RC Heli Podcast. That's with Richard and Kenny. All right. RC Plane Lab. Are you kidding me? No idea. <laughs> no clue. RC Plane Lab. Who is that? I said it once. I don't know. It's probably a Mike and a J and a. I think there's like a Jason in it. And yeah. A Rich. Yeah. And a Mike. Couple Mikes. <laughs> yeah. And a J. Sorry, guys. I, I haven't. I haven't gotten that one down yet. Okay. Don't forget to check out Bill A's YouTube channel. Yep. Check him out. Yeah. See if you can figure him out. <laughs> Many have tried. But don't call him out because then he'll come out and you'll wish he didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, gosh. Okay. On that note, thanks to our listeners. We are Skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Later. I love you, Bill. <laughs> Bill, are you getting a raw? All right, well, I'm going to go because I have to get up in the morning and guess. Well, let me look. I'm going to look and see here. Hold on a sec. Let's see what the what's the temperature supposed to be tomorrow. Ten day forecast. Oh, it's gonna be thirty four as a high with snow showers. Guess what I'm doing? I'm gonna be out in a bucket truck all day. Oh. Uh, and then a the weekend looks sunny, but twenty four degrees. Holy shit! As a high on Saturday. Oh my god. Yeah. It's gonna be forty four here, mostly cloudy. I don't even want to know what it's. Winds 5 to 10 mile an hour, and it's going to snow tomorrow night. It's going to snow? Oh, shit. Here, snow showers. Chance of snow showers, rain showers. Probably be mixed stuff. I was I was hanging out with a few friends of mine back when I was younger, back in my punk days. And we heard this old lady say, we're not supposed to get snow. We're supposed to get snow showers. And my buddy turned to me and he said, I just want to punch that old lady for saying that. I don't know why. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. That, that uh, I think has it's supposed always, to be around 50. Always stuck with me. I'm 42 at Fredericksburg. I went and fly there. Nice. Nine mile, nine mile per hour average, 14 mile gust. So it'll be kind of cold. Yeah, oh, that's a little windy. Bad. Sunday. Oh, Sunday's 44. Less wind, too. Five mile per hour, seven gusts. Sunday's yeah, that's better. okay. You suck. Yeah.
Anything over 10 kind of gets me. Especially out when you're in like, you know, you know, when you your field's probably the same when it's just like nothing but open field, that wind just like, I don't know, it just feels like it cuts right through you. I consider standing at the back door and flying. Uh, I would like die, standing would inside the house. Yeah, right? But I've decided I'd probably let it get too high and I wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> Team would be yelling at you, why is that door open? <laughs> No, I was going to shut the door. Oh. Look through it. <laughs> just crazy. look at a little. I'm going to let the freaking heat out of the house. You crazy? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, It'd be okay, but I have a port, like a covered porch. Yeah. So it wouldn't be oh. too hard to get to where I couldn't see the heli. Dude, you need to get one of those suits and pump like the astronauts wear. Pump air in it from the <laughs> hot air from the house <laughs> as you're flying. Uh-huh. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Oh, I could do that anywhere. I would just hook it up to the exhaust of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice and warm. Yeah, that's warm. That's perfect. <laughs> you know? Well, he was flying, but now he looks like he's taking a nap. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Can you buy two of those? I can give one to Bill for his birthday. <laughs> yeah, Bill needs a way to stay warm. Yeah. <laughs> Is he? Did he pass out? No, it's just Bill. Just leave him. Yeah. He'll get up. He's taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think if you get in there and put your foot on the accelerator, maybe the noise will wake him up. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and all the uh, boosts in hydrocarbons will help him, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're so stupid. Oh, we are. I was like, wait a minute. You guys don't wait, pay attention you to what? <laughs> I was going to say, wait, now I got to listen to you guys? Fuck. Yeah, now I got to listen to every time you say something well I could do that I do catch myself zoning out occasionally I'll start looking at something else and then I'm like what the fuck did he say yeah, yeah. I can look stuff online when I talk or when you know when you guys are talking I'll get distracted like huh <laughs> I tend to do that a lot like right after we start and right before we finish like in that mm-hmm. in that frame in that space in that space yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, soon as, <laughs> soon as Steve says it's episode number, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like Dude, Bill Ang talking listening. about galaxies. Who is it? Is it my? Yeah, my wife was like, you guys pick on Shaggy a lot, don't you? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but he kind of deserves it. Yeah. She's like, really? I'm like. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell her to get in Speak Discord on Friday night. I think my girlfriend's trying to poison me. Indigestion. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, I, would you blame her? No, because I wouldn't. <laughs> Ever since that last time we were all together, and she turned to me and she said, "I think I'm gonna start poisoning Andy." <laughs> That's what also I makes dive me think. poison and they find out it's hers. Like, yep, that tracks. Yeah, about right. Oh, Bill was up on his roof and shocked heaven. Yeah, that, that's kind of. <laughs> that's about right, too. Yep. Sounds right. <laughs> yep. There was a big line for people to, to kill Steve. Yeah, that's about, about right. <laughs> the whole entire list. <laughs> What's his name? Billy Madison with the lipstick. Steve's names on there. <laughs> Probably all of our names, to be honest. Yep. <laughs> what happened? 
We were just going over the kill us all. The um, the legitimate reason why people people would actually kill us, the justifiable reasons. There's so many. I know. Depends who you ask, too, right? Yep. Take him out back. I am wearing my Spaceballs the t-shirt. We could actually do that. How many assholes we got on here at board anyways? Well, I'm counting three right now. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> Keep firing, assholes. <laughs> oh, look at the... No, I would never say that. Look at the goblin raw colors. Oh, and I got a great thing to play raw. every time we say raw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah. You go. What do you got? Yeah, I want to hear it. Uh, raw. Let me, let me bring it <laughs> You gotta get it ready. Send it, it ready. to me. I'll Hold put on. it on the thing and play it. Yeah. It's, um, on that. Put in drive. Shit, I'm gonna talk about the raw just because of it. Raw. Um, there it is. <laughs> so, did you see the new colors for the Goblin Raw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which color raw are you gonna get? I don't know. <laughs> Put that in the drive real quick. Yeah, so I was going to say, everybody's talking about the Goblin Raw. <laughs> <laughs> but I can stop it. There's <laughs> 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 four beats. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till they put out the Goblin It's Not a Tuma. I can't wait to get my raw. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, shit. It's so stupid. It's great. I know. It really is. <laughs> <laughs>